I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello? Hello? <clears throat> Podcast Network Asia. Network Asia. Happy Monday, everyone! Happy Monday to our listeners! Welcome to Kwentuwang Pilipina. If this is your first time hearing about us, we are a podcast and a community that aims to be a safe space para makipagkwentuhan sa iba't ibang Pilipino sa buong mundo para sa kanilang mga natatanging kwento. I am your Sunshine Cleo, or you can just call me Cleo. I am the founder of Hiraya Pilipina and your host here at Kwentuwang Pilipina. So, for today's episode, we have Simone Bernilla, fondly called Nadine, a Filipino beauty queen and model who is currently among the top 30 candidates of the ongoing 2021 Miss Universe Philippines. She placed 7th interview challenge and she got her beauty her brains from both her dads. Yes, dads, because Nadine is a proud daughter of two men. And with this, she offers her performance for the rights of the LGBTQ plus community. So Nadine, welcome to Kwentuhang Pilipina. <laughs> Hi, Cleo. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for having me. It's about time naman that someone younger than me interviews me. Oh, <laughs> yes. Oh, nga pala. Sobrang dami your interviews recently from the Miss Universe, no? Yes, and you think I um I really think that that's what helped me prepare for the interview challenge. Ayan, seven oh, players. Exciting! Congratulations! <laughs> Congratulations! Thank you so much, Cleo. <laughs> okay, so Nadine, we usually start our podcast episodes with a little icebreaker. Okay, so before we head over okay. to the juicy topics, um, let us play Never Have I Ever. Are you ready? Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> okay, let's just jump right into it. Never have I ever hated pageants because of unhealthy competition. You're free to expand it as well if you like. I think I think it's not hated. I think hated is a really strong word because to use. Okay. I think there was a time in my life where I wanted to stop going mm-hmm. into pageantry. And I think that I also didn't really have a chance at it anymore. Mm-hmm. And ironically, it was after my first ever pageant. You know, um, I was fortunate enough to bag the crown then. Okay. Uh, I was the youngest candidate. So I think that I understood how suspicious it looked to mm-hmm. the audience because the age maximum was until 25 years old. Yeah. And we were like 80 candidates by that night. And, oh. you know, I was 14 at the time. Oh and my God. Then, what competition is that, if you can still recall? This was uh, this was Mr. and Miss Philippine Youth. And I was, oh. <laughs> yes. And I was honestly, friend, I was friends with a lot of the candidates here. I think that before the finals night, we mm-hmm. even did this votation thing until 
now I don't really know what it was for, but <laughs> we did this votation thing uh, where the candidates would vote for the person that they think is most deserving of the crown. And, you know, they, they voted for me and I was just super flattered the entire time. And then by Aww. that night, by that night, I fortunately bagged the crown and the title of, you know, the grand winner. Yes, congrats! <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and then right after that, I was just expecting that everything would be, you know, smooth sailing and just really mm-hmm. happy, happy moments from then on. Mm-hmm. But then at 14, I was already exposed to, of course, online criticisms. Okay. Um, there were people online telling me that, oh, why did she win? You know, she really doesn't deserve it. Mm-hmm. That, that there were other there were other girls there who were more deserving. Mm-hmm. And um. I think that at such a young age, yeah. I wasn't really able to handle it well. Because, again, I didn't really expect it. I thought that mm. from there, I'd just be really happy and just celebrating the win. Yeah. And yeah. But um, so then I, you know, I was really convinced by my parents that everything that they were saying isn't true. But then the more that you're reading it, you know, even if there's just a few people telling you these things, mm-hmm. these horrible things, just somehow it starts to, uh, you know, it starts to convince you that it is true and it's mentally and emotionally, you know, painful. And so for a while, for a while, I really thought that I shouldn't join any pageants anymore because I didn't think that I could handle it. Mm. And then, and then yeah. you're now in Miss Universe Philippines. <laughs> Yeah. So you started at a really young age, 14. Wow. And you were you you bagged the crown at 14. <laughs> yes. And then I continued. I continued surprisingly yeah. because right after that, I said that uh, you know, I'm gonna stop Nina from pageantry mm-hmm. because I don't think that I can handle it. Yeah. Right after that, dad saw this ad where mm-hmm. they were looking for little uh, for teenagers to join Miss Teen. Uh, Miss Teen International Philippines. Okay. And so, you know, uh, I was like, you know what, let's just give it a shot. You know, mm-hmm. what if what if what people were saying actually isn't true mm-hmm. and I really am um, enough as I think that I am. Mm-hmm. And, you know, fortunately, that paved the way for me to represent the Philippines wow. on the international stage. I was 15 at the time and... Yeah. Oh my god, you were so young when you were exposed to, to the pageantry world. And then you yes. mentioned earlier that your dad was the one who told you na, hey, there's this competition that you 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 might join, of course. So for the next Never Have I Ever, Nadine, I just want to ask, never have I ever felt confused or ashamed that you have two dads growing up? I don't think I ever felt confused or ashamed. <laughs> I think I was more proud, actually, okay. because um, I remember going to school and, you know, the typical family setup says a mother and a father. Yeah. But, you know, my friends would find out that I'm actually being raised by two men. Like, mm-hmm. they just find it so cool. They're like, oh, wow, really? Because it's, it's not a very common thing, although it is an actual thing that there are actually mm-hmm. a lot of people who have this type of family set up it's not a very common thing so yeah. whenever yeah so whenever my friends would find out they'd actually think that oh wow that's really cool I don't really know anyone else with that and yeah actually that is also my impression when I first heard that like well that is so cool 
Yes. <laughs> and <laughs> also at that time, I was five years old. Kasi. So mm-hmm. like, I wasn't really, I wasn't really aware that like, yeah. oh, I, this is an unconventional family. Mm-hmm. Like, right. Because I was, I was really just satisfied with the love and care that my parents were giving me at the time. And, you know, growing up, although this became more apparent to me that mm-hmm. uh, that I don't have that physical mother figure, mm-hmm. you know, it, it didn't really matter to me that much. Because you felt loved inside your household, kaya hindi mo siya naramdaman that you were different outside, right? That that, that family you grew up in is unconventional? <laughs> Yes, yeah, and um, I remember that my parents. He he didn't even my my biological father, mm-hmm. uh, to be to be exact. He when he introduced my stepfather to me, mm-hmm. he didn't even use the oh this is my friend. Mm-hmm. You can call him Tito Manix. Okay. You know, right off the bat, I called him Daddy Manix already. Aww. Yeah, <laughs> that's, so that's why. Yeah, that's why at such a young age, like that was really just all so normal to me i was very indifferent as to uh to how you know unconventional yeah. that type of setup is so nadine as i am talking to you right now kahit sa never have i ever pa lang natin you seem so sweet and gentle pero alam naman namin na nanlalaban pa rin syempre si nadine oh, when yes. needed <laughs> So um, we just wanted to ask, have you ever confronted someone because they discriminated your dads? Um, <laughs> Never. I don't think, I don't mm-hmm. think I've ever, um, I don't think I've ever uh, confronted anyone. Okay. In a sense, because, because all my life, you know, mm-hmm. we were surrounded by a lot of, you know, loving and accepting people. Oh, that's that's why that's why I never really thought of it as an issue here in the mm-hmm. Philippines until, you know, once I applied yeah, into that international Catholic school and then I realized that it actually is an issue. And then there are still a lot of people who have, you know, uh, uh, problems except or, you know, who can't overcome their you know the religious or conservative mm-hmm. ideologies and yeah this podcast is brought to you by hiraya pilipina a filipino-owned advocacy brand hiraya pilipina is your go-to lifestyle brand for empowering statement tees totes and ibaka masks that will motivate and inspire you to become empowered so you too can empower others Check this brand out on Instagram at Hiraya Pilipina and order their beautiful statement tees such as I am the CEO of my life, every day I show up as my highest self, and their newest limited edition collection, I am inspired by others to inspire others. Order now on Shopee Hiraya Pilipina or head over to their website wherehirayapilipina.com. All the links will be in the description down below. I see. Lamo, I actually just remembered this recent episode with Ariza. So, she naman, she also grew up in an unconventional family because her mother is a Muslim and her father was a Catholic. So, um actually medyo naalala ko lang because medyo similar yung explanation yun na you grew up in this household full of love and care and acceptance and noong lumabas lang kayo sa tunay na mundo or like sa real world tsaka mm-hmm. unti-unti nyo lang nakita na oh 
this setup was different. <laughs> yes, and you know, even even the school that I was studying and mm-hmm. at the time, Coleo San Agustin Makati, that's also a Catholic school kasi. Okay. Kaya it really came as a surprise to me that just because I'm applying into this other school, which is also a Catholic school, and then mm-hmm. they rejected me for the reason being my family set up. Mm-hmm. I, it just really came as a shock to me, and I think that the entire thing was just really unnecessary. Yeah, I agree. So, um, Nadine, feeling ko marami, pang, marami ka pang unique anecdotes, especially from your childhood as a child of two dads. And so, since mm-hmm. nandito naman tayo sa kwentuhang Pilipina, kwentuhan mo naman kami, how was it like growing up with two dads? Do you think there was a difference compared to quote-unquote conventional families? You know, growing up, my God, there's really not much of a difference mm-hmm. when comparing when comparing how I grew up as to how my other friends grew up with, mm-hmm. you know, that conventional type of setup. Mm-hmm. You know, I just think that maybe my experience growing up was just more enjoyable. Because, you know, me being a really kikai girl, yes. I got along really well with my parents. It wasn't that difficult to convince them to buy me these clothes the makeup <laughs> and I think that we just bonded over so many things especially boys but you know right now I'm a boy because I have a boyfriend that was so fun um, you did not feel like there was a huge difference compared to conventional families because as we were talking about kanina pa you felt loved, you felt secured growing up. So, do you have any memorable experience with your two fathers? Can you share it with us? I think, of course, the memorable experience that I'd had with them that is worth mentioning. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because growing up, we didn't really have this comfortable life that we had right now. Mm-hmm. We had to experience, you know, moving from house to house. My parents, mm-hmm. they explored many types of businesses. They went from carinderia to computer shop. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I think that uh, from there, there was also this time that um, we actually went to just the store and they were buying a few things. And I was staring at this Dora bag this Dora backpack. I was five years old then. Okay. And and because me being, uh, I I wasn't really. I didn't really ask for much as a kid. Okay. I was super silent. And I think that's one of the things that my parents are actually very grateful mm-hmm. for, because <laughs> I wasn't the type of kid who wanted to be spoiled with a lot of okay. things. I really just stared at that bag now. And then, once, yeah, and then you know, my parents, because they would tell me this a lot. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, while they were looking at other things, yeah, I started wandering off. Now I went towards that bag. And when my stepdad saw me, he was like, what are, uh, where are you going? <laughs> and, then, and I think that, Dude. I think that from there, you know, from there, we just bonded over so many things talaga. Yeah. Um, sa mga kwento mo pa lang, I'm already feeling, or siguro our listeners then already get a feel on how 
on how it was for you growing up with your two dads. But um, despite being the only girl, of course, in the family, you have your two dads and you have an older brother, right? Is that correct? Yes. Okay. So despite being the only girl, how did you bond with your dads and Kuya? I think that the number one thing that we bond over Dilaga is, of course, aside from, you know, each other's achievements, mm-hmm. we bond over pageantry Dilaga. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, this is the number one thing that we bond over. I remember every pageant season, my parents would host watch parties at home mm-hmm. and they would invite their, you know, their friends and they would all <laughs> just come over. And then me and my brother, we'd take videos of them just shouting, cussing at the TV and, <laughs> and just jumping up and down. And we had so many memorable memories from that. And I think mm-hmm. that that was also the, that was also the time where I, uh, where spark in me ignited and I thought of wanting to be a beauty queen because I saw how at the time uh, the first ever pageant that I watched with them because it was when this uh, was when this Venus Ra competed. I think this was Miss Universe 2010. Mm-hmm. And, okay. Uh, yeah, and you know I was seeing how happy she was making them, and I just thought that I thought to myself that you know in the future I want to be the girl that makes them that happy. Oh, uh-huh. and how old are you at that time? How young are you? <laughs> 2010. Right now it's 2021. You do the math, nala. <laughs> okay, but <laughs> you were very young, patalaga back yes, then. Yes, no, very no. young. Uh, that's so cool. Na the thing that you guys bonded is pageantry, and now you are fulfilling that dream not only for yourself but for your family as well. They must yes, be so and proud as of a you. child, as a child, when I thought that you know pageantry is going to be such an enjoyable thing mm. to venture off into, because you know not only I, I guess I found out that it's not really only just about the glitz and the glam. Okay. I found out how much influence a beauty queen has, like, yeah. and you know when I was younger, of course it was petty. <laughs> of course I joined for very petty reasons because you know these are beautiful women on stage, and yes. I want to be one of them. I want to be one of the women who would inspire young girls like me at the time. Mm-hmm. And you know, growing up more, I understood. You know the value and the type of platform that a beauty queen is given, and yeah. Wow! Oh my God, that's so cool. Because okay, Nadine, sa atin lang to char, pati pala sa mga listeners natin. But gusto mo yung beauty queen. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, nung nanalo si Pia words back no 2015, right? Kabe sobrang cool. Like I think yung buong Philippines talagang oh my God, that is so cool and kabilang ako doon, kinabisado ko yata yung sagot niya nung time na yon And then, pinagawa na ako ng magulang ko na parang, miss you, ganyan. Oh, why not? Maybe next oh. year, di ba? Pagkatapos na ito. Oh. I mean, you're, you're, you're 17. Oh, yeah. You can do it. Yeah, and I think that the number one thing that I admire talaga kasi about Miss Universe Philippines mm-hmm. is that they became more inclusive. Yeah. You know me, I'm vertically challenged. I'm 5'3". Okay. <laughs> I'm 5'3". Yes. Okay. And so, you know, like, a lot of the girls in the competition, we personally don't think that we're, that we fit the beauty standard that, mm-hmm. you know, most Filipinos expect when sending out a representative into the Miss Universe International stage. Mm-hmm. Yet, you know, we're here representing for those who don't think that they're enough 
Mm-hmm. Well, you know, telling them that they are. Oh, that's so great. Oh my God. So like, ngayon, this year lang binaba yung height requirements sa Miss Universe, right? Yes, girl. And thank God, diba? Yeah, so <laughs> Thank God they did. Mas maraming mm-hmm. nabigyan ng opportunity to really join. <laughs> so nice. Oh, siguro balik tayo na din doon sa sinabi mo na you guys bond over pageantry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Would yes. you say na your dads had a huge impact on why you joined pageants even at a young age? I think that they definitely contributed. <laughs> they definitely contributed to my, you know, my willingness to join pageants because, you know, they exposed me to that at such a young age. Okay. And I think that it was just me who, uh, you know, who, who barged into that door, yeah. who took the opportunity. And yeah, That's so, <laughs> so they, they contributed. But they really I, contributed. From the very beginning, I wanted to talaga. Aww. And now, Nadine, since we've tackled about you being raised in an unconventional household and how it impacted your life, how it has contributed to you right now joining Miss Universe Philippines, we would love to know how are you doing right now? As part of the final 30, especially since the coronation night is nearing, Pasensya na, I think naririnig mo yung lakas ng ulo. Oro naman, actually, I'm not really... Oh, actually, <laughs> no okay, that's great. So sa mga yes. listeners dyan, umuulan po right now. <laughs> But anyway, back to you, Nadine. How are you doing right now? We just like to know how are you preparing? How are you mentally, emotionally, physically... <laughs> Okay, I'm honestly just super excited mm-hmm. because right now we're unsure but there's been an announcement that you know it's GCQ already in Metro Manila so we don't know if we're going to be pushing through with the out of town plan or you know in Metro Manila plan okay. I, I don't really want to spoil anything but yeah I'm just really excited because wherever mm-hmm. wherever it happens you know In a few days, I'm going to be meeting the girls, meeting the, orga- uh, the people behind mm-hmm. Miss Universe Philippines. I'm going to be working with them, photo yeah. shoots galore. <laughs> And I think that, of course, everything leading up to this moment, it felt super exhausting at times. Mm-hmm. But I think that, it, thank God, thank God that I had such a cohesive theme journey for me. Enjoyable. Hi, this is Aeen Bernos, the brown girl behind Morena the Label and Ideology Studio, also known as Aeen Pero Tagalog on TikTok. And this is Riza Lana Sebastian, the serial entrepreneur behind Lana PH, Mink PH, Tala Alap PH, Ambush Clothing, and Rim Manila. Come listen to Camp Confidence Radio, a podcast about confidence, self-improvement, and success. You can catch us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Till then, stay confident. And I think, parang narinig ko rin na yung Miss Universe Philippines ngayon, it's very, you know, the vibes are really great. You guys are celebrating sisterhood, which is amazing. More on, yung focus more on collaborations instead of competitions. And that's amazing to hear. Kasi, honestly, parang growing up, akala ko rin, di ba like may notion na parang kapag pageantry or kapag sumali ka sa modeling, puro lang siya 
mapaganda or kailangan you're a cert- you have this certain body type, kailangan you have this certain height, you have this certain look, this certain face. So, Nadine, I guess what I want to ask is that why do you want to be Miss Universe? Like, why do you want to join this pageantry and represent your advocacies as well? What is your why? Because, you know, as I said, when I was younger, I came to realize how big of a platform is being given to these beauty mm. queens. And all the more that, you know, the fact that this is Miss Universe Philippines, nearly being a candidate, I've already been given such a huge voice. I remember early on in the competition, I think I was still part of the top 100 or top 75. Okay. And when I when I released that statement, I never really, you know, expected for it to catch a lot of people's attention. And it did. And yeah. I think that that was really I'm I'm grateful. I'm grateful that it did because it helped me become, you know, closer to my number one goal, which is of course to share my story and to raise a voice for this community. Because when I was younger, of course, I was experiencing or I was witnessing the obstacles that my parents had to endure just because, you know, they were loving each other in a in a religious mm-hmm. country that believed that they shouldn't. And mm-hmm. although there are a lot of people in our country right now whose minds whose mindsets have become more adaptable to the times and mm-hmm. they've changed, you know, it's still the issues against this community is still very much rampant nowadays, although it's just not so loud. Mm-hmm. It still is very much rampant, rampant. And I want to raise a voice for it. I think that it's been such a long playing issue that we just really have to, you know, discuss now. Mm-hmm. We just have yeah. to fix already. And thank you for raising awareness on that. Thank you for using your platform and your voice. That is amazing. I think mas madaling mag-push through or mag-move forward when you have a greater why. When you have this, you know, huge anchor that gives you purpose to continue even if things get hard. This, does that make sense? Do, do you feel yes, that sometimes? No. Mm-hmm. I, I really do feel that. I remember they asked us also, you know, why, why your advocacy is important in mm-hmm. beauty pageants. And I would always say that, you know, these advocacies, although they are basing it off of our beauty and our intellectual presence on stage, these advocacies are what fuels our motivation to perform as well as we can on stage. Because we know what we're standing for. We know what we're representing when we're standing on that stage. And I think that it's also important to know what you're talking about, Diva. Yes, and to know more about yourself. Because, you know, not only are you selling the the locality that you're representing, but you're also selling yourself. And I think representation truly matters, especially when you're already on that stage and young girls are looking up to you, um, seeing na that looks like me. Yung parang, you know, kunwari, mm. we, we, we just recently have this transgender from Miss Spain, if I'm not mistaken, last year. Is that correct? Right? Uh, I think this was, I think this was Catriona's year. Oh, yeah. When, yeah. Yeah. But that is so great na parang, 
that nagagamit yung platform ng Miss Universe to promote inclusivity and to promote representation. So, I guess, speaking of representation, Nadine, I just want to ask, especially, oh my God, I can't believe my my 12-year-old <laughs> self is so mm-hmm. happy right now kasi I am asking you this, a Miss Universe candidate, like, what is your advice or what can you say to young girls? Like, my 12-year-old self. <laughs> like your 12-year-old self. Yeah. Um, I, would, know. I would, yeah. I would tell them to dream big and mm. that these things that they're dreaming of, you know, they're enough to achieve those. I think that as a child, I was blessed enough to have people who'd constantly remind me that. And look where I am right now. Yes. You know, I think that top 30 of Miss Universe Philippines at 5'3 and at 18 is already such a big thing. Mm-hmm. I think that's what every young girl right now needs to remember, that they are enough and that, you know, they shouldn't let anyone else tell them otherwise. I love that. You are such a huge inspiration to many, especially at 18. Um, parang naramdaman mo na ba na parang you're too young to achieve things? Kasi like sometimes at 17, I've, I, I've also felt that way na parang I shouldn't be this, I shouldn't be this loud on, on my platforms kasi I'm only young. Like, have you felt that way? Well, honestly, at first, when I was applying for Miss Universe Philippines, I thought that, wow, I'm going to be going against, you know, some really big names. Yeah. <laughs> of course, Katrina De Maranan, Steffi Abersturi, and mm. you know, these girls have been in pageantry for so long already. Yeah. But I was only basing it off of how young I am, just mentally, and, you know, you know, in a sense that would I, would I be... In, on their caliber, if ever I join, mm-hmm. you know, would it would my age show? Mm-hmm. That was really the issue. I think that I think what I was more insecure about the Lega was, you know, if I could handle standing beside such giants in the competition. And I know we know that you can. <laughs> Thank you. oh my god i can't wait to see you standing on the stage we will be cheering for you nadine thank, thank you, you so much, much. yes but again nevertheless i really thought that you know my age never became a factor for you know wow. for me to to hinder any of my dreams because you know as you can see i'm a really i'm a go-getter yeah. ever since i was 14 and then 15 and until now that I'm 18, I think that just in between that time span, I just matured more, yes. and I'm handling things better than I was than I was handling them when I was 14. Oh, I feel so empowered right now. Can I just say that? And just to conclude this quintuhan that I really appreciate to have with you, Nadine, um, I'd like for you to complete this sentence for us. I am Simone Nadine Bernilla and I am Miss Universe Philippines 2021 because... <laughs> because a lot of people are depending on me and my parents are confident in my capabilities that I can do it. That's why I'm Miss Universe Philippines 2021. And you can do it too. Yeah. Oh my God. Yes, we believe I in can. you. Yes, you can. <laughs> we are cheering for you. 
Thank you so much, Cleo. Thank you, everyone. Yes. Uh, before we end this conversation with you, where can we find you? Where can our listeners support you? Well, of course, to follow more of me and my Miss Universe Philippines journey, you can find me on Facebook, Simone Bornelia, and on Instagram, at Simone Bornelia. Yay! So, ayan guys, we know now how to support Nadine because we really appreciate you for being here at Quintuang Pilipina. Thank you for your time. No, thank you, Claire. Just to conclude this episode, um, I just want to share what stayed with me from my Quintuan with you is that it's really great to use that backstory of yours because that's what makes you different. And To be different doesn't mean that it does it that it has to be negative. Sometimes being different means to stand out, and that is something positive. And for for you to share that story to the world, for people to share their respective stories that are unique to them to the world, I think that's what makes us all unique and human at the same time. And That's that just stayed with me from our kwentuhan. So, kayo ba, listeners, what stayed with you? Please do not forget to share the podcast to your Instagram stories and tag us at Kwentuang Pilipina at Simone Nadine Bernilla and yours truly at your Sunshine Cleo of what stayed with you. Anong natutunan nyo? Anong nanatili sa inyo from our kwentuhan? Also, please join us in our Facebook group, Kwentuang Pilipina Community, at doon natin ito Loy itong kwentuan. Special thanks to our managing editor Aliana Patrimonio and this podcast is brought to you by Hiraya Pilipina and Podcast Network Asia. This has been your Sunshine Cleo and I will be back for more kwentuan every Monday on major podcast platforms. So please do not forget to follow us on Spotify, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook Kwentuhang Pilipina. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.